0: Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Listen to This Shit, where two best friends just talk about whatever they want. My name is Joan. My name is Mel. And today we wanted to discuss Britney Spears and her career and her conservatorship now that it potentially might end.
1: Right. I mean, we both are two like 90s, 2000s babies. Um, we both grew up with Brit. We both um, love her music. And honestly, just hearing her story is so tragic. And I know there's going to be other podcasts covering it as well, but I feel like we should cover it too, you know?
0: Yeah. I think, I don't know. It's like, I feel like for, I think this would be a good episode for anyone who doesn't know the full story or like, you know, and just needs like a quick, well, not quick, but just like a recap of everything. Mm-hmm. I think we are we are good for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're just going to explain what happened, what is happening. Mm. And honestly, just share our thoughts uh, for Brittany. Because, I mean, this woman, this woman is such an icon. And the fact that she can't even like, literally, she can't do anything. And she's like, what, in her late 30s, early
0: 40s? She's like in her late 30s. Like, I'm pretty sure she's she's between 35 and 40.
1: Yeah. And like she literally is treated like she's a child. That's a no. Like, if it's anything, ugly. if if you hear that story, you should be enraged
0: too. Cause imagine if that was you. It's it's very interesting. Like, I think it's she's just 39. sad. That, okay. I think it's just sad that she can't have kids. Like, I think that's I what she already of- I thought she already had kids. She has kids, but she wants more kids with her current boyfriend or fiance right And like it's like and in, and, not, and that's what she wants that's fine but it's the fact that she can't even do that because mm-hmm. they can't they won't let her take the iud out mm-hmm. but we'll get there um before we get started did we want to say anything to recap yeah i mean for the
1: week basically we have well not me me um i've just been working in house hunting you guys will probably keep hearing that until I am not house hunting anymore. This housing market is trash. Um and if you have luck and money finding a place, congratulations because I don't. <laughs> um <laughs> honestly, not much is happening. Like I just feel like the summer is going by so quick. We're already in the beginning of July. Like before I blink my eyes, it's going to be December.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think just like This summer is I feel like the summer is actually going by and I don't know I'm I'm like I mean like in New York and I'm doing things but like I feel like since I'm doing it by myself it's not as fun you know like I don't know like I just I'm having fun but mm. yeah I guess it's kind of boring sometimes
1: I guess you've hit that point in your life or you are one of those kinds of people that likes to have company with you when you do things versus like being out there by by yourself Because honestly, in all honesty, if I was in New York right now, you all would not hear from me. I would be out there doing shit like every day, like, but everybody is so different when it comes to their time of exploration and what they like to do and how they like to explore.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. I don't know. I feel like it means like it's still fun, but at the same time, I just, I don't know. I just really wish like I had friends with me or like Ashley, Shawana, Cassandra, like I just wish I just wasn't experiencing this alone. Mm-hmm. But it still hasn't stopped me because I still went to Williamsburg last week. I went to the Green Army Plaza last week. Like, I'm really, I really worked my way a little bit through Brooklyn last week. This yeah. week, though, I think I'm going to try and go to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I just have to make, a, like, a list of places I want to go. Like, I know... Uh, this week I'm going to get my Korean cheese dog.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, you haven't done that yet, and we are in July? No, I have not done that yet, but
0: this week, that's the mission. And I kind of want to go to Chinatown and get my aura red. Might as well. I want to do that, too. That sounds like fun. I have something
1: else to look forward to this September. I'm going to Georgia with a friend's family. They rented out an entire beach house, and it just happens to be around my 24th birthday, so... I will be on the beach getting drunk for my birthday this year, which it will kind of make me sad, though, because I would want to be here with my friends, too. It's going to be my first birthday without, like, celebrating it with my friends, which is very interesting for me. Mm hmm. Yeah. Wait, who are you going with? Danielle's family.
0: Oh, yeah. That's who you're going with. OK, I don't know. Why I thought you're... I'm like, Jill's family didn't rent another place out did they? No. Oh, okay. Oh well no, that's, that's good. That's gonna be nice though. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna ugh. be a lot of fun, but also I'm gonna miss everybody. Honestly, I know in the next month. If I don't go swimming next month, when I come back, I'm literally gonna be finding a way to go swimming every single day because I, I don't know. Like
1: I've it. been trying to ask people if they want to go to the pool with me and like the pools here are free.
0: Yeah, and I'm just like I'm trying to go swimming. I like I don't know. I feel like I every single summer I come back to, um, I like go the summer starts and then it ends, and I'm like, oh my god, I only swam twice this summer. I know, not even twice. Sometimes, yeah, not even once. And it's just like, um, I literally have the the financials, the car, the outfit, and the time, but for some Mm. reason, it just doesn't. It just, I don't know, because it's just one of those things where you just don't really want to go like alone right you know and so like everyone's busy with their own schedules and i don't know post-grad life is not fun
1: yeah i feel like it's really up to like who the person is and how willing to get uncomfortable they are just i don't know because i know a lot of people post-grad who go out and they see the world they fucking pack their shit and leave and like travel or they try to get jobs and things they like and you know, that doesn't necessarily work, but they're still like out here doing other things to, you know, fill their time.
0: And I think But everybody's
1: just, very different.
0: I just think the job the job applying part is just so hard, especially like in the field that I want to go into. Like mm-hmm. I'm like finally getting to a point where I feel comfortable. And, like, confident in, like, my skills. I'm like, hey, I know how to do this. And, like, I'm ready for an entry-level position. And yet my applications are just not, they're not doing it. And I'm like, okay, this the job process is not fun. Especially me coming post-grad and then on top of the pandemic where people who are probably still applying for jobs who haven't even got any jobs are just now applying for the same jobs I'm applying for. So, Mm-hmm. It's a There's lot. still that competition. Mm-hmm. There's something else. I
1: know. It really is. It really is. Like, honestly, we're just in a clusterfuck right now. Like, did you see that the ocean is on fire in um, the Gulf of Mexico? Oh, no. Yeah, literally, the ocean is on fire. Um, the climb, like, literally, the ice caps, of course, are still melting. Um, like, literally... The environment is dying right now and it's all because of capitalism it's all fucking like stupid shit that could have uh, been prevented it's not because of us you know stopping to using straw- straws or like recycling or like you- cutting off our ac it's literally like fucking oil spills
0: yeah like years like years have ago. you seen
1: the pictures of the water
0: honestly no i try not to because it makes me anxious because at that well, point, it's weird. Because at that point, it's like, what, what can I do? You know what I mean? And it's just like that. Just honestly, the whole climate change thing is really, it just makes me anxious because it's just like, it kind of sucks because it's like I know I can't do anything on a grand scale. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's that's. I think that's what I think that's the part that freaks me out because it's just like you know like. 50 years from now it's not you know if we don't and even now it's kind of like bad and it's just like it's going to be worse unless we make like changes Mm -hmm. you know like in that really
1: crazy like during the first initial lockdown around the world like these major cities not having any smog because nobody was driving
0: yeah or how like animals were actually like coming in the water because like you know and now that everything's ramping up again and it's like because now I feel like well, I don't know how it is around the world, really. But, like, at least on the U.S. part, like, it's just kind of, like, they're just trying to get back to the old normal. But it's, like, there is, there's literally a new normal. Like, mm-hmm. the past consciousness is at, like, an all-time high that I've seen in years. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and it's only going to get crazier at this point. Like, right. It's only going to get, like, to the point where, you know, at least... I would say, um, I would say, I would say like the right candidates or like the right people. But like, you know, I just feel like, you know, all these old, essentially old white people are dying mm-hmm. out. And then like, you know, yeah, it's going to be a, a change. Yeah, it's slow. It's like suck because I like all, all and anything is I want to remain optimistic because it's just like, hmm you know because because people just like you know you can just tell like capitalism is just not going to last
1: i mean literally the statistics for like i guess like the french revolution or whatever Mm -hmm. is like the same as it is in america like right now so like a revolution is coming people are starting to realize their value and their worth i know we say this like every episode because we talk about this shit every episode yeah people are realizing their work don't be afraid to realize yours and get the fuck out
0: like if that's you're working part with applying for a job too because it's like do i really want to work for a corporation because i kind of i don't but it's it so
1: conflicting because like money.
0: yeah because you're still like you still gotta like survive and mm-hmm. it's just kind of like
1: ugh, and you're also still so, a beginner too it awesome. so it's not like you're like the best that you can start your own production company right now and you can't because you're not there yet and unfortunately some people have to take those steps and work for these big corporations to get to the level of being like the very best it's crazy because nobody wants to teach you nobody wants to take anybody that has no experience or not enough experience which is ridiculous like positions or jobs that just got created within the last year and they're like we need five years of experience in this job i'm like then you're not getting anybody
0: yeah and i i just i think it's just trying to carry on with the mentality like i just remember that one video i saw about how like women who apply to jobs all like only put a jobs where they meet hundred percent of their requirements while like white men only apply when they meet like 60 percent like not even right. everything and then they still get the job get the job, and get the job. Right. So I'm, trying to, I'm trying to carry that mentality. Like, I'm like, I like this job. I like the positions, whatever. The pay still don't match, but whatever. I'm still going to apply. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: it's a very interesting discussion. Maybe we need to make a podcast episode just about like the current um economic climate because, yeah, we can go into politics all day, but this is truly an economic issue right now. Like, yeah.
0: I, yeah. I saw, I also saw this. I think I saw this tiktok and it said like do not believe as either said oh white people or like wealthy people when or economists when they say like the economy is booming but the wages but the wages have not have not changed then they then don't believe them the economy is not booming the economy is not doing well if wages have not changed they're wrong and i was like facts
1: it has not changed like all the people are saying the economy is booming who is it booming for rich people They have the money to go spend it now that they don't have to wear masks. Mm -hmm. Sorry that a lot of us still don't want to risk our lives, even Mm -hmm. though a bitch want to travel so bad.
0: Honestly, I just I don't know. I just I just just want to exist. Mm -hmm. Like I want to be able to just do my hobbies or whatever I want to do just to do it Mm -hmm. and not like monetize it or like even though I'm not gonna lie, I hate to be that bitch because you know Gifts is one of my love languages. I want PR gifts. Okay. I want PR. I'm not going to lie. I know you do. I hate to be that person, but at the same time, I don't care because I don't know. I guess there's just something about like having so much influence that like companies like reach out to you for products that you would potentially use or you do use or whatever. Mm -hmm. And how I like, I like when I watch YouTubers or influencers that normally don't do ads. Yeah. And then they do ads and they do it for products that they use themselves because they would say it like multiple times in their videos or whatever. And they're like, Yeah, I use this, not sponsored, whatever. And then like they actually do a video like year like months or years later because it's like, well, I've used this thing for years or whatever, X amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't know, I kind of like that. And I guess for me, I just don't I don't know. I guess I mean, I guess the whole aspect of PR2 is just kind of like iffy for me because like I don't really make a lot of money or, like, a lot of videos towards, like, filmmaking gear. But I also don't do really style videos. I don't do hauls. I don't do, like, beauty. So, like, all that stuff just doesn't make sense getting sent to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's just I'm not in that realm. And it's like I don't really want to be in that realm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. Honestly, just looking at my list of YouTube videos I wanted to make, I literally was just looking at it. I'm like, I don't even want to make any of these. Like, I don't know what I want to do next.
1: so I feel like... I feel like when some YouTubers or creators put themselves in a box and creating something, then they get tired of it, and then they just don't make anything. Like, people put themselves in a box creatively, or just like, this is what's in right now. This is what I need to make. Typically, they don't do too hot.
0: Yeah, but you got to stick to something. You got to be consistent in some sort of thing. Because mm-hmm. people because sit here and say like, oh, well, you need a niche. Oh, well, you actually, you don't really need a niche. But it's like, but you need something consistent. You need something... The viewers can come back to watch more of and relate to you know and like I don't know I guess I'm just not it's just it's I guess it's just hard trying not to manufacture that that like being Mm -hmm. felt instead of being seen feeling that's something I like I feel like I always struggle through my work because I feel like I'm literally just going through the motions like I do it and I'm like I really like what I've written I literally like what I like but then when I just like put it it's like I like it but I just don't I like the end product but I just don't like the process like I really hate the process and like I don't really know what to do because then i get inspired and to do to write something or create something i get so inspired but then like the execution is just not the way that i like it and then like the end product is like good but it's not a great it's not like what yeah or like what i would like or like what i would do because i, so I like think all the time i'm just like what do i even like if i wanted to create the stuff that i would watch what would i create and then i feel like i've done everything and yet i just don't i just i feel like i'm faking i don't know i feel like this is going on too i feel like we're diving into something completely irrelevant now
1: no you're fine
0: because i'm just like uh because i want to talk about britney but also what this conversation we're having now i actually really really like i know we didn't even plan it. it just kind of
1: happened as it should because this is how our conversations
0: really work but um we're gonna put a pin in it and we're gonna make another we're gonna make a podcast episode about it like we're gonna put a pin Should in maybe
1: like an episode about self-discovery yes okay cool we'll do that that's what gonna that's what the next episode's going to be we're kind of just free balling right now we had like a list of like things we want to do but being us being flighty people um and we don't like being held down for too long we tend to hop all over the place so we don't really have agendas but we kind of do i'm gonna write that down so i don't forget it
0: so we're gonna start and i'm gonna just gonna do like a basic timeline and um my research skills were at a 10 percent so um please do your own research Whatever I say is not set in stone. It's not gold. This is literally just like a basic timeline of- Is it just Britney- a synopsis? Yeah, of like Britney's, I would say like before her conservatory ship and some major events that were happening that and can just remember from memory. And then Mel's going to talk about- um, I'm going to actually read from her testimony that um, she did like last week. Yeah. Or two weeks ago. It's the 24th is when she did it. Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, so Mel's going to go over her testimony and then I'm just going to go over some major events that happened along her conservatory and then like some things that were kind of implied but never really confirmed. Okay, so I'm on this website. It's um RTE. It sounds familiar, but whatever. So basically from where her timeline starts, Um, for anyone who doesn't know who Britney Spears is, Britney Spears is a popular pop star who actually found fame on Star Search in the mid 90s or actually late 80s early 90s and she was on the Mickey Mouse Club with the likes of Ryan Gosling, Justin Timberlake And then everyone knows her debut single, Baby, Hit Me Baby, One More Time. So from them, she basically becomes the pop princess that we all know and love. And, you know, she does her album. She does her tours. She does her iconic performances, everything like that. So basically where this website takes, it starts when um, Britney Spears is married to Kevin Federline, one of her backup dancers. And then she gives birth um, in September of 2005. And then November 2006, she divorces from Federline. Then around 2007-2008, we do have, I don't want to say the iconic, but I feel like infamous is kind of bad. But the most notorious moment of her career was when she shaved her head and went after the paparazzi with an umbrella. So Wait, that was 2009? No, I said 2007-2008. That doesn't seem real. I don't remember yeah because um because i'm looking it said that her her erratic behavior was between 2006 and 2008 and then yeah so it was around it was around 2006 to 2008 and i remember that i i feel like it was 2007 but we're gonna i I guess my timeline is all
1: skewed there's a lot i mean we lived through 9-11 we have a lot of trauma the iraq
0: war was happening and then the recession happened okay (laughs) Yes, it was 2007 because I'm looking at articles from February 20, February 2017 that celebrated the 10-year anniversary of this moment.
1: That's actually really sad that they're celebrating it because she literally yeah. had like a public meltdown.
0: So once that meltdown came in, let's see, yep, in February 2008, that is when Jamie Spears, her father, um, started the conservatorship over Britney Spears. Didn't
1: she get diagnosed with, like, bipolar then? Um, Or was that, like, later?
0: It might be later.
1: Because I thought they were trying to figure out, like, the root of her, like, meltdown, and they found out it was, like, bipolar
0: disorder or something. Okay, let's see. All right, so from then on, Britney Spears is in the conservatory ship, and during this time, she did have some health and legal problems, but she did release Circus, her sixth studio album, has iconics like the title track Circus, and If You Seek Amy. Man, I'll never forget that song i know i love that song isn't the song about threesomes yeah it's about threesomes that's why i like it um <laughs> so after that she went on tour in march of 2009, 2009 with circus and then in march 2011 she released her seventh album femme fatale which has um what if the world ends okay that song's a bop oh so that's what it. they used to play on the commercials on uh, freaking bravo or whatever yes Oh my God! And then in 2013, December 2013, she had a Las Vegas residency residency to promote her eighth album, Britney's. Britney Jean. So then this show um ran for 2 years and lasted until oh actually I lied. It lasted beyond the 2 year run initially and lasted until December 2017. Then she released her ninth studio album in Glor- Glory in 2016 and then she performed at the Grand Prix in 2018 and then in 2019 January 2019 she entered a indefinite work hiatus after her dad suffered a near fatal colon rupture. So then um, we can say that around this time, into that like mid to late 2019 and 2020, that's when the Britney posts and the Britney conspiracy theories started to come up. Like I yeah. would see them a little bit on Twitter. Oh yeah, Mostly- talking
1: about her like erratic behavior or just like the posts that she would make on Instagram and how it was like. It was like a code. Like she was trying to say something.
0: Yeah. And how people caught on and how people were saying in the comments, like if you're hurt, wear yellow. And then she would wear like yellow pants in the next video. And how in these videos, and she would be doing, I wouldn't say like weird stuff, but like, you can just tell that she would just feel like weird dancing like yeah she she was a couple of videos like one video i remember she said that she was talking about something and she mentioned she was the sagittarius and she loved to travel and like that's what she was talking about something related to that she did a painting video i remember that Uh she did like a couple different dancing videos i think with her boyfriend and like i remember those videos and she just kind of looked
1: it, she looks like she's being forced to do something like yeah. i don't know how to explain it it's like
0: if hmm. we probably went back and watched those videos now we could probably see when she was on lithium because
1: uh yeah like the time she broke her fucking ankle in one of her videos you could literally hear it snap like what she's yeah, like after yeah. i broke my ankle and i'm like you're clearly not all right
0: yeah so then um uh, august 2020 comes and the free hashtag free Britney movement starts everywhere. Now it's on TikTok, it's on Instagram, it's on Twitter. I've seen a couple of things on YouTube as well. And now fans are realizing that Britney is in this horrible situation and they want her to get out. So now this started to get traction. I know in the last six months there's been two or three different specials on ABC about it. And Oh, at some point during this time, there was also a Britney Spears Lifetime biopic. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to talk about that because it's Lifetime. Also,
1: Chris Crocker was completely correct, as he was back then. When he said, leave Britney alone, he said, leave Britney alone.
0: Yes, Chris Crocker deserves of an apology from everyone who made fun Cro- of him everyone and now we are brought up to basic events in um in june now so basically between december 2020 and april 2021 the conservatory ship was being questioned and and i think now like she's starting to want to speak to the court and now that brings us to her testimony which melica is going to read for us
1: it is very long so I will try to like get to I mean all of it's important but like key key parts um in this I actually did listen to it on YouTube so if you guys just look it up you can listen to it for yourself and like I guess analyze her voice you could tell that she's very nervous you can tell that she is very scared and honestly she's being very vulnerable in this moment and this is not her first time because she mentions in her testimony she said I spoke to you guys before granted a lot of people were confused as to why she just wanted to have like a partial conservatorship. So basically, she starts off with like saying she's got a new phone. So bear with me. Okay, so I have this one. I have a lot to say. So bear with me. She repeats that twice. Basically, a lot has happened in two years. I wrote this all down. Last time I was in court, I was honest with you. I haven't been back in court in a long time because I didn't, I don't think I was heard on any level when it came to the court last time. So basically... She's done this before and the courts are not listening to her, which is really funny because the same week Bill Cosby was released,
0: which, uh, some bullshit. Some bullshit. I know. And people are defending him still. Bullish- come on. Bullish- Rashad? Oh, come on, baby. No. Uh, mm. Mm.
1: So the fact that people like Bill Cosby are walking free and people like Britney Spears are still being essentially locked up in their own home. Like, come on. So basically she gives a recap and says that she was on tour 2018 she was forced to do it by the way um my management said if i don't do this tour i'll have to find an attorney and by contract their own management could sue me so she would get sued for not doing what she wants to do because she she's the one who's the making the money like people are coming to see britney they're not coming to see her dad last time i checked
0: I think it's the craziest thing too is that literally she is the cash cow for this family and they're really just like gaslighting her thinking that she is the problem like bro.
1: Literally. My management said if I don't do this tour I will have to find an attorney and by contract. Their own management could sue me if I didn't follow through with the, with the tour. He handed me a sheet of paper as I got off the stage in Vegas and said I had to sign it. It was very threatening and very scary. It was a conservatorship. I couldn't even get my own attorney, so out of fear, I went ahead and did the tour. When I came out for that new show in Las Vegas, I was, wait, when I came out that for a new show in Las Vegas was supposed to take place, I started rehearsing early. It was hard because I have been doing Vegas for four years and I needed a break in between. But no, I was told that this is the timeline and this is how it's going to go. I rehearsed four to four and a half days a week. Half of the time in the studio and half of the time in the Westlake studio. I was basically directing most of the show with my whereabouts where I preferred to rehearse and actually did most of the choreography, meaning I taught my dancers my new choreography myself. I take everything I do very seriously. There's tons of videos with me at rehearsals. I wasn't good. I was great. It's funny to hear my manager side of the story. They all said I wasn't participating in rehearsals and I never agreed to take my medication, which with my medication is only taken in the mornings, never at rehearsal. So they don't even see me. So why were they even claiming that? Which is, a that's so sad. Like, Britney is literally carrying the performance. Like, she is the choreographer. She is the performer. She, I don't know if she's necessarily the songwriter, but she still has, like, input on this stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw that video of her choreographing. She was like, okay, we're going to do end of one. Like, she was, like, there, okay? Mm -hmm. She was telling everyone what to do. She was the one leading everyone. Like, she is a natural leader literally
1: and the fact that they all said that she was out of it um watching the videos she's not out of it i've had i've had choreographers in my life who are kind of kind of all over the place or kind of shitty so i don't know i don't know what they're seeing because i don't
0: see any problem but granted we only saw like a little clip though
1: But we can't say that. I mean, she's out here saying that I'm doing the damn thing. She's doing the damn thing. Like, she's doing the damn thing. We can't, like, I honestly, I don't question that. I know that she's that person. She's a hard worker. There was a period where they were nice to me. And I told them that I don't want to do that. I just skipped a few things. When I said no to one of the dance moves in rehearsals it was as if i planted a huge bomb somewhere and i don't want to live this way after that my management dancers and my assistants of the new people that were supposed to do the show all went into a room shut the door and did not come out for at least 45 minutes now i'm not here to be anyone's slave i can say no to a dance move i was told by my at the time therapist dr benson who died that manager called him in that moment and told him i wasn't cooperating or following the guidelines and rehearsals. And he also said I wasn't taking my medication, which is so dumb because I've had the same lady every morning for the past eight years giving me the same medication. And I'm nowhere near these group of people, so it made no sense at all. There was a week period where they, they were nice to me, and I told them I don't want to do that. They were nice to me. They said, if I don't want to do the Vegas show, I don't have to because I was getting really nervous. I said, I can't wait. I can wait. It was like they told me that, I could wait. It was like lifting nearly 200 pounds off of me when he said, or when he, when they said, I don't have to do the show anymore because it was, I was really, really, really hard on myself. And it was too much, man. In that moment, just like try to read this. Oh my gosh. You can clearly tell she's all over the place because I can barely understand it or not understand it, but it's just, it's kind of choppy. I couldn't take it anymore. So I remember telling my assistant, but you know what? I feel weird if I say no, I feel like they're going to come back and be nice to me or punish me or something. That's sad. She's like in her thirties. Why do you feel like some grown adults are going to punish you a grown adult? You're not doing anything wrong. You're saying no. And you know, she spent most of her life with no ability to say no. Which is even sadder to think about. She even... I remember her even referencing stuff about, like, Miley and how, like, Miley can be on stage smoking a joint and not get in trouble and the media won't say anything. But the minute Britney does anything, the whole world's
0: after her. Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that, too. And I'm like, that sucks. That's
1: sad. But also, Britney... Not Britney. Miley kind of grew up in a different Hollywood than Britney did. Britney was, like, the traditional, like, pop star for that time.
0: Yeah, and, like... And she... And and Miley's... And Miley's come up, been in the early 2010s, while hers was the early 20, 2000s. Mm-hmm. So it was very different. Like, I mean, we all joke about how Miley basically appropriated hip hop culture and then just like made a shift, make like a transition into an, like, a, another genre or another aesthetic or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, we all remember when she was shaking her ass for with Robin Thicke, of all people, Oh I my god! That, like that, I throw fucking
1: back. I remember coming into school the next day and being like, "Y'all see that?" Yes, I remember that too. I, I literally, remember- I just remember being in. I remember being in like biology class and saying, "Do y'all watch that performance where she was like having her whole coochie out and like throwing it back on Robin Thicke on stage?" Did anybody else see that? Because I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. And back then, obviously not obviously but you know some of us were a little bit more prudish so we were like "Ew!" now i'm like oh she threw that ass back great
0: yep me i'm
1: i'm they i'm prudish same okay. same like i looked back at it i'm like ew she's being a slut on stage no no i know
0: right, I know, right?
1: like isn't that so weird how like I guess for women it's very interesting how we can change that like a lot of us change that point of view
0: because we're like oh we all do the same thing <laughs> yeah and it's embarrassing it's on bar are you not embarrassed right?
1: <laughs> so after this interaction um her doctor put her on lithium which okay lithium That shit does not play. That makes you a zombie. So like out of the blue, she was switched on her medication. She had no time to adjust, no adjustment period. I've been on, she basically was on a medication for five years. She doesn't really specify which one she was on, but Mm -hmm. lithium was very different than what she was using before. You can go mentally impaired if you take too much, if you stay on it longer than five months. But he put me on that and I felt drunk. I really couldn't even stand up for myself. I couldn't even have a conversation with my mom or dad about anything. I told him I was scared, and my doctor had me on six different nurses with this new medication come to my home, stay with me to monitor monitor me on this new medication, which I've never wanted to be on to begin with. The fact that they, like, without her consent, talked to her, like, they didn't talk to her about this medication switch. Like, that's a big deal. You're putting something in your body that literally can alter your state of being. I feel like that's, like, illegal Apparently, it's not because she's gotten away. Like, they've gotten away with it for this long. But,
0: uh, but morally, this is, like, fucked up.
1: Oh, most definitely. There six different nurses. Nurses in my home, so they wouldn't let me get my car to go anywhere for a month. Not only did my family not a goddamn thing, my dad was all for it. Anything that happened to me had to be approved by my dad and my dad only. He acted like he didn't know that I was told I had to be tested over Christmas holidays before they sent me away. To- when my kids went home to Louisiana, he was the one who approved of all of it. My whole family did nothing. Looking at you, Jamie Lynn. Yes. Over the two-week holiday, a lady came into my home for four hours a day and sent me down and did a psych test on me. It took forever. But I was, I was told to then after that I was, I had to then after I got a phone call from my dad day after I did the psych test with this lady, basically saying, I failed the test or whatever. I'm sorry, Brittany, you have to listen to your doctors. So they are planning to send you to a small home in Beverly Hills to do a rehab program that we're going to make up for you. You're going to pay 60000 a month, $60,000 a month. I cried on the phone for an hour and he loved every moment of it. The control he had over someone as powerful as me, he loved to control his- and hurt his own daughter a hundred thousand percent he loved it that's so fucked up it's supposed to be somebody who cares about you like your father your mother those are people who are supposed to care about you it's really crazy i would love to know what her mom is doing through all of this
0: probably nothing i know but probably like benefiting probably what is what are, what are, is <sighs> and you know and it's like and, it, and sometimes i we all look at the mom too because it's like the mom is letting this happen because it's like that's literally your baby like you gave birth to her yeah. and you're letting your husband treat her like a fucking dog literally like, like what she's
1: essentially a slave
0: and also the fact that they're making her pay they said you
1: are going to pay 60,000 a month 60,000 a month holy fuck what
0: rehab facility is this i know right are they they better be having the miracle in a the jar they better be having the miracle in a jar saved up in the fridge for it to be 60 grand a month
1: hmm i packed my bags and went to that place i worked seven days a week no days off which in california the only similar thing is called sex trafficking making anyone work working against the rail taking all their possessions away credit cards cash phone passport card and placing them in a home where they work with people who live with them they offered they all would be nurses the 24 7 security there was one chef that came there and cooked for me daily on during the weekdays They watched me change every day naked, morning, noon, and night. My body, I had no privacy door for my room. I gave eight gallons of blood a week. That's a lot of blood.
0: I know. If I didn't
1: do any of my meetings and work from eight to six at night, which is ten hours a day, seven days a week, no days off, I wouldn't be able to see my kids or my boyfriend. This is a 30-year... Like, this woman's in her 30s. What? And she's right. This is essentially sex work. It's like... She's being treated like she, not necessarily sex work, but like sex traffic, but no sex is involved. She's literally just being tortured and they're okay with it.
0: So she's (laughs) just, so she's working from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. No, she's working 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. at night. Oh my God.
1: And then she wasn't even able to go out and do anything.
0: So she literally just works like, like records her songs, does choreography, all that shit. And then Uh has to go to her meetings and then that's it.
1: Pretty much is what I'm getting it's from like it. An
0: exercise for herself, like damn.
1: I never had a say in my schedule. They always told me how to do this. And, ma'am, I will tell you, sitting in a chair for ten hours a day, seven days a week, it ain't fun. Base. So, no, she was not doing recording or anything. They were doing therapy with her every day for ten hours a day for months. That sounds um not good. It literally sounds like like you know how we watch old movies and talk about like psych words and how like they torture people this is just modern day
0: because like therapy, everybody like you can't you can't break down everything in 10 hours every single day maybe two but oh my god okay keep going i never had a say in my schedule
1: they always told me how to do this and ma'am i will tell you sitting in a chair 10 hours a day seven days a week it ain't fun Especially when you can't walk out the front door. And that's why I'm telling you this again two years later. After I've lied and told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy. It's a lie. I thought I just maybe I said that enough. Maybe I might become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I am traumatized, you know. Fake it till you make it. But you know. But now I'm telling you the truth, okay? I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I am angry. i It's insane and I'm depressed. I cry every day. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I don't know how, I don't think how the state of California can have all this written in a court document from the time I showed up and do absolutely nothing. Just hire with my money. Another person to keep. I keep my word, ma'am, my dad and anyone involved in the conservatorship in my management who played two roles in punishing me. When I said, no ma'am, they should be in jail. They're cool tactics working for Miley Cyrus as she smokes joints on stage. At the VMAs, nothing has ever been done to this generation for doing wrong things, but my precious body has worked for my dad for the past fucking 13 years, trying so hard to be good and pretty, so perfect because he works me so hard when I do everything I'm told. In the state of California, my father, my ignorant father, to take his own daughter who only has a role with me if I work with him. They get back the whole course and allow him to do that to me. That's given these people I've worked for way too much control. They also threaten me if I don't go. Then I have to go to court. And it'll be more embarrassing for me if the judge publicly makes scope at evidence we pass. You have to go. I was advised for my image. I need to go ahead and just go and get over with it. They said they said that to me. I don't. I don't even drink alcohol. I should drink alcohol considering what they put my heart through.
0: That's your statement?
1: No, there's the baby. This is like a 30-minute testimony. Damn. Like, it's really long, but. I mean, I feel like we got a bulk through like most of the important stuff, like the main things that are very shocking. I mean, obviously, there's a ton, ton more, which you guys can find. Um, I actually found this link on uh, CNN. You just look up Britney Spears uh, testimony transcript because I prefer to read it because like listening to her um, talk, nothing against her. Obviously, she's very nervous and been through a lot, but sometimes you can't understand what she's saying. I um, did I- see a
0: three minute clip on TikTok, but that was it
1: mm-hmm but her dad like this woman is literally depressed like if she was left alone i'm sure she would kill herself like if she can't mean, get out of it
0: yeah me like too. that
1: would be such a tragedy and that's not okay and her dad's perfectly content with it because he's getting money how much does britney even make what is her net
0: worth probably over 100 million i would think
1: i'm about to look it up because she's only worth 70 million that's not honestly that's not a lot like it's a lot but not a lot like At this point, I don't know. It's just, it's disgusting and sad. Like, I genuinely feel bad, like, just reading this. And also the fact that she's, like, I've worked my ass off for 13 years and I can't fuck up. Because she's just their doll, essentially. It really is. Like, it's not fair to her. Like, she's been to rehab, to
0: rehab, to rehab, to rehab.
1: And she doesn't even have anything wrong with her. She just needs to speak to a therapist. And this PTSD, holy shit.
0: Yeah, she's going to need therapy for the rest of her life
1: she's gonna need therapy for the rest of her life and you know say they do lift it like they finally like listen to her and she has more kids those kids are gonna have to deal with that trauma she's gonna carry that with them Mm -hmm. those kids are gonna be stuck in therapy
0: you know it's very interesting because i don't know if you've seen this one tiktoker her name is crunches and spice she's Uh like a like a disability advocate yeah i forget her real name though And Uh basically, she made a whole video saying how, like, this whole situation with Britney Spears shows, like, the ableism Uh within, like, um, not, like, cisgender, like, white women, but just, like, just ableism in general and how, Uh like now people are really paying attention to her because she's just in such like a disabling situation and she's disabled and like how this shit that's been happening her happens to disabled people all the time
1: oh most definitely they have no say that's why like people ask if somebody you know if people want to take guardianship over somebody why would i want to take control over somebody's life you know Mm -hmm. I can help them and guide them, but it doesn't mean I want to control every aspect from finances to what they are eating. Like, what? I don't want that control. The only time I would want that control is when I'm having kids, when they're my own kid and even then, it's not even going to be full, full, full control for their whole lives. It's just when they're, you know, not quite old enough to make smart decisions. But disabled people receive this type of treatment every single day. Yeah, and I, I just thought
0: that element was very interesting because, like, I didn't think about it. And, like, ableism is really one of those things that are just kind of, like, lurking in the background. And you don't realize you fully participated until someone, like, brings up a specific example. Because, mm-hmm. like no one really talks about it like like that and it's just like
1: i guess for me it's always been different due to having a sibling with a disability so like i can actually see when it's a real issue and like when it's happening but to common and able people they don't see it they don't see it and the only way that they see it they see it in like if someone's taking advantage of their money really i feel like that's the biggest thing is like victims you know having like a family member like just use them for money like their social security like they see that but there's much more to it more intricate or they see it like ableism as in oh haha you're in a wheelchair we're going to make fun of you you can't do this they see it in that sense like the base level but they don't see like what's underneath it because it's a big iceberg
0: yeah like i i guess i didn't realize that like mental illness kind of fell into like disability yeah it is it's a disability I didn't even honestly I don't know why I don't know why it didn't really click for me Uh you know until like I saw like an ADHD related video Uh like people have like crippling like executive dysfunction Uh and I feel like I feel like that's been a a lot with me happening this last I would say this last couple like like since May I feel like my Uh executive dysfunction is out of whack like the way that I just feel like I can't do basic things and I Uh can't Like, the idea of a daily routine sounds good in theory, but in practice, it literally goes to shit. Like, I can't think of a daily routine. I can't, like, when I don't have a, like, it's kind of, because I don't have a job. Like, I don't have, like, a nine-to-five, okay, I don't have a nine-to-five job, but, like, I'm a filmmaker. Like, that's, that's a job. That's Mm -hmm. a hobby, and, you know, I am getting paid while i'm here and i'm gonna make a show and everything like that but like even just now like we're at another standstill and like i have no idea what to do i can go and do stuff but you gotta have money to do that and like that's a whole other thing but it it, it just plays into my executive dysfunction because now i've literally played sims this entire weekend for hours on end hours and it's just like it's fun but I, I feel like I'm starting to get back into that mindset, like, feeling bad for not being productive. Even though I'm not fully there because I'm having fun, obviously. But you know what I mean? It's just, like, it's the time. The, mm-hmm. the aspect of time and how there's always never enough. But that's a whole other thing.
1: But Brittany, she's going through it.
0: What are some things we can do for Brittany? That's a big question or a good question honestly because i
1: feel like there's really not a lot i mean there's petitions i guess sometimes i feel like petitions aren't enough like i see people signing petitions all the time and i like i do too but i'm like is it really gonna change something because like they can just like look at the list and signatures and say okay i don't
0: care yeah i don't know like, the fact we have so many petitions for, like, so many dumb shit, like, getting only JS off of TikTok or, like, getting specific movies out of, like, the diaspora or some shit like that, you know? Like uh, my favorite
1: phones. my favorite petition is the one to stop the the fight between Israel and Palestine. And I'm like, this sounds very much like, guys, stop fighting. Just be friends. Like, that's what that gives me. And I'm like, no, there's a bigger, there's a bigger result, like, resolution in this. But I don't know what it is. For Britney, I really don't know like i don't know like it's really sad to say that like the court in california won't do anything like i don't know if she can take it any higher like could like i don't know if they would the supreme court would even take something like that even though if she did ride with the wave about like ableism or whatever that's a big thing and it doesn't just only affect her but it affects other people
0: yeah but i don't know i feel like I feel like even as a big star as Britney Spears, I feel like the Supreme Court still wouldn't listen to her case. I know. And also with who's on the Supreme Court
1: right now. Now, I forget like the fact that the Supreme Court is kind of conservative now. Kind the of fact so-
0: that Brett Kavanaugh really is like in the Supreme Court and I completely forgot his ass was even in this court. This is literally the highest court of America. Yeah,
1: I don't know what to do next. And this is where... This kind of leaves this podcast hanging a little bit. Yeah. What are the next steps for Brittany, and what can we do?
0: I think as fans, I feel like the the best thing we could do is probably just show support, like on social media. Mm-hmm. Give comment her on her, on her stuff. Yeah, yeah, like that. Like I saw a video about Chris Crocker because Chris Crocker made a video saying how like people want him to respond, and he was like, "I'm not going to respond to Brittany's situation because." it's a none of my business and b she needs time to heal obviously and like mm-hmm. her going to court was just a first step it's not anything i mean it is monumental but like in the grand scheme of things it takes the process. Yeah, it's it's a process yeah it's just a stepping stone like she's probably gonna have to go to court numerous times she's probably gonna have to go through this process for if not a couple months like the rest of this year and maybe a little bit beyond that mm-hmm. and i can just say i mean and like we said you know you can you can do stuff in the court system but there are there's always the court of public opinion and that sways uh-huh that definitely sways i, it's, I think it's just like a a touch and go and we'll wait and see yeah it's so sad it's so sad she doesn't deserve to be treated like this no no one does
1: I guess this is it with our Britney Spears
0: conversation.
1: I'll send Joan the link that she can put in the bio about reading the testimony. I'm sure you all are good and able to look up on YouTube and listen to the testimony if you want. I guess really look out for your people around you, especially people with disabilities and people that are going through it and really ask them what's going on. Because Britney has said multiple times that she's been
0: going through it but nobody mm-hmm. can see it so i mean i hope the best for Brittany. i hope she gets out of her conservatorship and i hope she begins her journey of healing herself and mm-hmm. getting to do the things that she wants to do and then and i feel like that might even mean even pulling back further from the spotlight
1: thank you all for listening and i hope that you keep britney in your thoughts obviously care about
0: yourself too free Britney
1: all the time what the fuck yes free Britney